You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Welcome back, everybody, to the Oz Network as we continue our ongoing coverage of Nip Tuck. We are still in the fifth season. We started it last week. That means we're going to continue it this week. We're at episode two. Joyce and Sharon Munro. This first aired on the 6th of November 2007. It was written by Ryan Murphy and directed by Charles Hayde. So they did the first two episodes, both Ryan and Charles. Interesting there to see that. And uh, it's an interesting episode. Plenty to talk about and I'm sure lots to discuss, which is kind of the same thing, but just repeated in different words. My name is Ben and the last time my dick was this small, I was in diapers. And uh, I'm Nick, and what are you, leg man, ass man, tip man? Uh, all of the above. Um, <laughs> welcome back, Nick. This is uh, a very fascinating and interesting episode, just as uh, most episodes of uh, Season 5, to be honest. Uh, you know, plenty to go over here and some interesting things to discuss about. Yeah, well, I think good, bad, or otherwise, I think um, it's all quite interesting stuff, I have to say. So, um, yeah, no, it's, it, it's good fun to talk about. There's, there's not a lack of, of things to um, get your teeth into, I'd say. Well, basically, we start off straight away, and we... Uh, one thing I noticed, you notice the scrubs. I notice they're on different sides of the desk here. They've got the desk on the other side of the room all of a sudden, and, uh, you know, I don't know if this is something that you paid attention to, if this is a sign of uh, things changing, but uh, for some reason, uh, the patients sit on a different side of the desk here, as they did in Miami. But uh, we meet one of our Monroe, Marilyn Monroe impersonators. Basically, we um, have these two competing Marilyn Monroe impersonators who are stealing each other's business. And it's kind of the underlining theme, as we sort of mentioned last episode, about how this is kind of about two good friends who used to work together and now they're uh, rivals and trying to get all the attention, which is obviously, uh, you know, the, the element to what we're having between Christian and Excuse me, Sean, um, going through this one. Um, but, uh, this obviously, this first Marilyn Monroe impersonator, she actually ends up wanting Sean to, uh, do her. I'd be happy to do you, he says. Um, wants a bigger set of torpedoes, <laughs> basically to get more attention. Um, and we're going to get a lot of this, aren't we, this episode? Lots of Marilyn Monroe references. Yeah, I think so. And, um, it, it's it's interesting that yeah you kind of uh, I, I do kind of laugh at the fact of um, you know basically everybody seems to be watching Hearts and Scalpels. It doesn't strike me as the kind of show that everybody would be watching, but um, maybe I, I could be wrong about that. Yeah, well, everybody's watching it, and we're going to see, obviously, a scene being filmed here. Um, some fantastic overacting from Bradley Cooper. Let's save a life! Um, and then the guy's arm's been chopped off, and there's just been a, a what, a, a saw has chopped everybody's arms off or something, so they don't have any uh, tourniquets or anything like that, and he's screaming for neckties, uh, yeah, and yeah. it's, damn it, it's casual! Friday, <laughs> so he yeah, yeah. he strips like takes his shirt off. Yep, yeah, strips down to his pants and basically uh, yells, "Card, he's not happy with this. Why does he have to strip naked?" Uh, and the director says, "Oh, the network wants to show off more skin." And uh, we sort of for the first time get uh, Kate talking because um, Aiden's basically trying to say like, "Oh, why doesn't Kate get to do it? You know, I'm not doing this unless she takes her top off." And this is where we get uh, Sean trying to pick up dear old Kate uh, and eventually ultimately leads to him quite quickly getting invited to some sort of award show uh, on Sunday night. So uh, shouldn't we all be lucky that we can just talk to an actress and within like five seconds you're being invited to some big award show? 
Yeah, I think so. And um, this is probably where I'm going to have um, my my probably major issue with this episode is that um, I don't really get much of a sense of chemistry between um, Dylan Walsh and, and this this actress. Um, you know, she she seems like she knows what she's doing. You know, she's good looking, but there just there isn't that kind of spark between them. I don't think, and so I, I find it quite hard to buy a lot of these scenes together. Um, it, it just all feels a bit wooden and stilted, and it, it's kind of weird because you know I'm used to Dylan Walsh basically been able to act the shit out of anything and just feels a little, it just doesn't quite work um i don't know if you have the same feeling but yeah i think it i think we warm into it like a couple you get a couple of episodes in and it gets a bit better but here at the start it just doesn't work and i guess that that's probably reasonably accurate you know the first time you kind of you know start chatting somebody up is it's you're probably not you know the most natural that you are so that shouldn't be a huge surprise but for me it's just there's something off about the chemistry here and it makes it hard for me to, to start investing in it yeah look i i like the character of kate but she just i don't know she just ultimately kind of gets a bit annoying sometimes i feel and you know i think it kind of it's just a real blink and you miss it sort of moment between these two without sort of going too spoilerific you know when eden sort of comes into the picture next episode and um, yeah, I mean, I think my biggest issue kind of from this episode and then moving into next episode is just there's so much happening and it, some of it just doesn't seem to gel. And it's kind of, we've talked about sort of last season, you know, and even kind of like last episode that there's stop, stuff happening, but it kind of all gels and flows and connects with each other. Starting this episode and particularly when we move into next episode, the amount of things that are happening left, right and center that just all of a sudden feels like it's just a disjointed episode. Uh, because you've got so many storylines that just don't seem to, you know, interconnect and you almost forget what episode you're watching because it just seems like it's going on a little bit. So this is kind of like, you know, what we get with sort of this Sean Kate stuff here and, you know, we're going to get some Christian stuff. It just, I don't know if that's kind of, I, I definitely see your point. I agree with it too, but I mean, that's kind of alongside of that. I just feel that there's, the next few episodes just really, there's just so much going on that it just doesn't fit. Yeah, and I, I think the thing too with Kate is that, um, especially in these first couple of episodes, is that um, she's very standoffish, and so it's it's hard. Like she's not very friendly, and the character's written that way. To be fair, you know, like um, so it's kind of hard to, to to really get into that that character. Um, like I say, I think she kind of starts to loosen up, and she's a bit more fun um, in a couple of episodes' time. But especially this episode, I find her quite. Yeah, I find it quite hard, and even like her opening line about you know when the Bradley Cooper character is kind of yelling at her, and she's talking about she's a classically trained actress, and it all just comes across as not very likable. Um, so it's just an interesting choice that that's the way they decide to start framing that character, and I wonder how much of that was what they wrote, and how much of it was the way that she kind of presented it. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with that. She's never sort of one of these ones that you're ultimately rooting for these two sort of getting together, um, well, you know, staying together, I guess. Um, we get the surgery scene, uh, with some Marilyn Monroe. What is even is that song? Boop, boop, dee, doop. You hear it like 30 million times in this episode. Um, yeah, yeah. and she's getting the breast implants and then kind of Christians, obviously, you know, looking forward to this magazine being released today. Uh, the one obviously at the end of last episode where he leaked about Carly Summers and it gets leaked. We meet the agent again and basically she caught wind of it. She turned it around into uh, Carly having changed her diet and she basically fires Christian because uh, she knows that he leaked it. But um, Christian's essentially begging, you know, saying he had uh, Miami by the balls and now he's just a 40-something here, you know, trying to get a comeback and needs the help of this um, assistant, which, I mean, she kind of just comes and goes again, like the, the publicist. Uh, I mean, you know, this is, I think, a lot of season five and moving into season six is that 
you just don't have these side characters that necessarily stick and are as memorable as the first four seasons. And, you know, even kind of like what we've established in the first four seasons, we have, you know, our antagonist's arc, you know, stretching the entire season. Uh, we don't really have that moving forward, particularly, you know, I don't even from memory really have one in season six. Uh, that's up for debate perhaps, but like season five, we kind of have, I guess, three almost, I want to say, you know, when like Eden, then you have Colleen and then you kind of have Teddy. Um, it's, it's, it's a weird sort of thing. And I'm not saying this publicist is an antagonist at all, but it's just, it's kind of hard to keep up with these side characters when eventually they're not really going to be that important to this season storyline. That's kind of what happens with season five is that the fun stuff is there, but nothing really kind of gels overall together. So I don't know what I'm trying to, my point here with this publicist is maybe just don't get too attached to her, even though she's getting a bit more of an expanded role in this episode. Yeah. And I mean, I, I like the publicist ca- um, character. I think it was, um, there's not much to it, but it is kind of fun. And um, I like that she, without being mean to the actress, I'd like that she doesn't kind of fit into this, you know, um, kind of gorgeous, you know, plastic, you know, surgery type character. Like she's, they've deliberately picked somebody who looks a little bit older and, and you know, like seen a few miles on the clock, if you know what I mean. Um, and I, I quite like that. I think it's a nice juxtaposition into this this kind of world that we're building here which is you know hollywood's an even faker place than miami was um so i think that that's good i think your point about you know our kind of i think it's actually not even just antagonist i think it's kind of we're used to having season-long um guest characters so whether that's ava whether it's the carver you know like quentin the carver um or whether it's um you know michelle and, and to a degree james from last season we're used to having the season-long arc of guest characters, and we just don't really get that. And I think it really speaks to the fact that you can see the writer's strike kind of happening during this whole season. You can see that there are some good ideas that start, and then they just kind of get dropped. Like you can, you really does feel like this wasn't this whole season wasn't you know workshop sat down with and, and a group of writers sitting around a table and, and plotting it out episode to episode that, you know, somebody did the first few episodes and then somebody else picked it up and then there was a big break because of the writer's strike and then afterwards there's a whole new group and it does kind of just feel really disjointed, I guess the word is, that that I'm looking for. Yeah, and kind of definitely and, and you know, a lot of that writer's strike, Ryan Murphy leaving, we've got two parts this season. I mean, you know, we'll get to a lot of that and, it's, and I'm not saying straight away that, you know, this is showing early on. I mean, early on, you know, as I said, we're just meeting these new people um, you know, we're, we're coming across kind of with storylines and setting things up, you know, so far so good. But, um, it's just a case of don't just get too attached to these people because, uh, you know, at the end of the day, these aren't going to be people that you necessarily are going to, uh, you know, need to remember. You know, it's not like when you meet Michelle, uh, and Bert sort of what in the first two episodes and, and James and all that sort of stuff, you know, these are people that you're going to have to remember. Quinton comes on board, you know, things like that. So, um, yeah, I mean, I like this publicist. She seems, you know, entertaining. She's, she's interesting, kind of, you know, what we're going to get this episode as well, uh, sort of later on. But, um, yeah, she, she won't really stick around that much when Colleen obviously comes into the picture. Um, so we at the awards, well, back from the awards night and Grey's Anatomy have won. Uh, so is Mariska Hargitay. She always wins everything. Uh, which I do kind of like that sort of, you know, again, reference there, because I think kind of around this time, she really did win all the sort of the acting awards. Um, but Grey's Anatomy shouldn't win anything except, like, the Worst Show Alive award. Um, and oh, I couldn't remember if you were... I was trying to remember if you were a, a Grey's Anatomy fan or not. No, I, I no, thought no, you no. were, but clearly not. No. I, uh, I'm an ER fan, uh, not a Grey's Anatomy fan. Right. <laughs> yes, no, I hate. Right. Hate, hate, hate Grey's Anatomy. 
Um, right. So, yeah, so they go up to back to Kate's house and they make out. Kate panics, slaps him and uh, tells him to go. It's a bit awkward. Um, and I'll just kind of lump in here the other Marilyn. We get to meet her. Um, that uh, she basically wants to um, help. Oh, she wants, she's heard that the other Marilyn has basically gotten uh, work done and she thinks it's only fair that she does as well. So um, she wanted to be a, an actress and everything along these lines and basically Christian's going to help do her because she, he's obviously feeling a little bit jealous about Sean getting all the work. Um, and actually, I will lump in the photo shoot scene here. Just because, uh, actually no, sorry, I've missed out on that. I've jumped ahead because we get Julia back. Maybe we'll keep Julia back separately because there's a bit to talk about there. So, um, yes, Sean getting a bit rapey and another Marilyn coming on board to get some new Tartars. Yeah, I don't really have much more to say on the Sean thing because I think we're going to get more of that as we go along. But um, I, I do really like the kind of – and I guess there's some funny lines in here about, oh, you know, Aquaman's been telling me all about it and, you know, you kind of forget – that you know that these guys are actually standing outside you know the chinese theater where you know all the these kind of impersonators stand and get photos of tourists and you know, that's what these guys are about and so having two marylands is potentially they're cutting into each other's work so um yeah this is I, I find this a little bit hard because i'm not a huge huge it's not that i don't like marilyn monroe i just hate the voice and the voice just does my head in and um you know the less that we have to hear from these two the better and i like the storyline but i just the voice just does my head in really mm. um yeah i think it is i think um an, an interesting little dynamic that's been set up here um and yeah like i kind of think i said in the last episode that there's a lot of um kind of frenemy behavior going on between sean and christian that they're just trying to get one over on each other um it's certainly not like that they're out for blood but they're certainly happy to try and just you know steal each other's thunder and this is just you know the latest chapter in, in that little story really and it's like i like the bit with the voice because i'm with you the voice kind of annoys me but i like it with the second one when she starts talking like her and then basically she just starts talking normally She's like, I wanted to be an actress, yeah. you know. <laughs> like she just kind of like quickly yeah, turns yeah, normal. Yeah, I honestly, uh, when I went to sort of Hollywood uh, Boulevard and you know the Chinese theater and all that sort of stuff, I, I don't remember seeing many impersonators out there. Maybe they just weren't working the day I went there. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm just trying to think if I saw any, and you know, yeah, Marilyn Monroe again. Maybe we're just the wrong period to even care too much about her. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. I, I don't really know. Um, but yes, Christian decides to do some push-ups naked, because why not? Um, and Julia rings! Yay, Julia! Uh, the only good thing about this is we see Annie in the background. Um, but, and Connor, who's aged quite significantly uh, in a fairly short amount of time. Um, but is it just me, or does this one of those Jolly Richardson moments where the acting isn't exactly her shining light? Uh- <laughs> yeah, I think... I think, um, you know, for, for Jolly Richardson to do her best work, um, she has to be doing um, a couple of things. She needs to be working against somebody. So quite often when you see her, um, you know, on the phone or doing a monologue or whatever, it's it's not great. Um, and, and even then, I think she has to be up against the right person. And, you know, I think, um, and, and to, uh, you know, when I think of kind of the three characters that she interacts the most with up until this point, you know, she's best with Christian. She's not bad with Sean, and she's terrible with Erica. You know, those are kind of like the, the, the levels. And I guess Matt's somewhere in the middle there. I don't. They haven't had that many scenes together. Um, and you know, um, yeah, I think she just. It, it, I think it's meant to feel a little bit awkward. You know, like it's it's been done a little bit deliberately. But um, yeah, I, I 
I, I, te- I do agree that, yeah, it just doesn't quite feel natural, this, this acting here over the phone. Yeah. Um, and also, the one thing that um, is ultimately going to lead us into the whole Julia is a lesbian storyline, which I'll talk about soon, um, is just all these little subtle references, which I think kind of they overdo it. Like, I'm seeing someone, and it's serious. And there's just all these references to, when do I get to meet him? Who's Mr. Right? Like, it's just kind of, they seem to go over the yeah. top with assumptions that it's automatically a man, and then it's automatically, you know, just the awkward moments with Julia. Like, the first time you watch this, fine. Like, I get it. You're probably, you know, just assuming, yep, nothing different here. But, like, if you've seen this episode a few times, to me, it's, just, it's a bit on the nose, the whole, when do I get to meet Mr. Yeah. Right? When's he moving in? Things yeah. like that. Yes, yes, you, you, they're going for that real shock factor, you know, that you, you want, they want the audience's jaws to drop when they find out, and yeah, I mean, it's, you're right, I think by, by, um, the dialogue kind of kills any, you know, if you're, if you're in suspense over this, then yeah, the dialogue kind of kills that off for you, I think. Yeah, yeah, so we, um, get, this is the Marilyn versus Marilyn section, I think, at first, isn't it, and then kind of Sean and Julie have a bit of an argument. Um, and yeah, Christian obviously getting yelled at by Sean while I love how just Christian's eating a yogurt. Um, and you know, sort of Christian subtly mentions about, uh, Julia, a new guy. Um, and then obviously Christian's mentioning about, um, sorry, Sean's mentioning he's having a little fling with someone on the show. Um, which leads us kind of into this apology scene between Sean and Kate and, not a whole lot here. They just essentially agree to go slow, be friends, friends who kiss. I do kind of actually like the sort of the background when they sit on that chair and it's kind of, you know, like a an autumn day or something like that somewhere outside. It kind of looks funny. Um, so, yeah, I kind of like that. And this is where we get the photo shoot. Uh, Don't you want me, baby? <laughs> it's kind of just Christian. Yeah. And can I just say, like, I think we can say this, we're men and we're commenting on another man. Has Christian porked up a little bit? He doesn't seem to uh, um, quite look as, uh, you know, uh, toned as he used to. Yeah, yeah, no, I would. That's definitely something that I kind of picked up on. I mean, I'm certainly not one to to comment on another bloke's physique, um, but um, yeah, I, I do think that um, yeah, there, there's definitely a little bit of a love handle going on there. Um, yeah, I mean, I'd still, I'd still, uh, you know, do quite a bit to to have the Christian body yes, even in too. this state. I think. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but, you know, I think, um, yeah, the, your point is well made. Um, I just want to take a, a tiny little step back and just kind of talk a, again about the lack of chemistry between Sean and the Kate character, because I think we get a, that other scene there where they kind of put them in front of that, you know, the, um, the background of the, you know, the central park or whatever it's supposed to be, you know, like the tree lined, um, kind of park and they're on a park bench and things. And again, I just, it feels like the, even the dialogue here, I think, is letting these guys down about it's like, we can just be friends, it's like friends who make out. And it's like, oh God, this is something you'd see in like, you know, some terrible teen movie, you know, like it's just, it's, it's, you know, it's something that, and it's interesting to note that Ryan Murphy wrote this, this particular episode because that's a poor bit of dialogue that's been written. And sometimes I think we're quick to go, oh yeah, there's lots of writers on this show. Um, and you know, you can't put too much blame on Ryan Murphy, but I think in this, in this instance, maybe we can give him a little bit of grief. Yeah. I, I like, I mean, I agree with everything you said, but I just kind of, I like that little bit where they sit on the, 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 in front of the background, like just the background section, not the dialogue. I just kind of think it's just like cheesily funny because they're on a movie set and. Oh, well, I think, yeah, I, yeah, that's not the part I've got a problem with. It's the dialogue, but I think, I think that is, you're right. And then I think it, um, they, they're doing a few little subtle things here that kind of remind you that we're actually in a, 
you know, this is Hollywood, and so like it's kind of it's almost a bit of you know the magicians showing their their tricks a wee bit, and um, I like that. I think that you know it's a good opportunity to kind of show a different side of Hollywood because it's you know this is a little bit kind of um, meta. You know, it's like a a show within a show, and so it's a good opportunity to show some of that stuff. So yeah, I think that 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 part of it's definitely well done. It's just the dialogue and the acting. I think I, I have a bit of an issue with, but. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's not a huge, huge deal. It's just something that doesn't feel completely natural to me. Uh, we're back in the photo shoot and, um, you know, basically Christian's getting uh, this great photo shoot. He has to get naked and apparently his penis has shrunk, um, to which um, the publicist, I'll call her by her name, Fiona McNeil, uh, flushes her boobs because apparently for a woman of her age, she has very perfect breasts, um, which is kind of funny. Um, and I'll just point out, actually... To kind of go back to my point about how don't get attached to these characters, they kind of come and go. Um, this is literally the last episode we see Fiona McNeil. Um, so, yeah, we get her in two episodes. That's it. She's kind of there to set him up, basically. And I'm just looking here at the uh, actress who plays her, uh, Lauren Hutton. Uh, after this, she only went on to have appeared in uh, The Joneses in 2009, a short film called Walking Stories in 2013, and is currently in a film called I Feel Pretty, which is in post-production, set for release in 2018. So she really, again, the nip-tuck curse strikes an esteemed actress such as uh, Lauren Hutton, who has been in plenty of things. So um, that's quite interesting to see that. But I do kind of just like this bit that, you know, she flashes the boobs, um, and then, you know, ready to go. Christian's penis is uh, out, and there we go. Um, and it cuts to a, a dinner bit with um, Julia and uh, the kids, because Sean doesn't realise there's a time difference between uh, Los Angeles and New York, Um, and then again, we just kind of get this weird conversation, which again, just isolate Julia, as it's not very good, like as you were saying, her on the phone acting, not the best, Um, and again, all these subtles of, oh, tell me about Mr. Wright, um, and yeah, just this yeah. house that she's living in New York, I mean, we're soon going to find out that uh, Olivia is quite rich. But, um, Jesus, it's a nice place in New York City where they're living. So, um, and that obviously, as soon as they get off the phone, we meet for the first time Portia de Rossi, who leans in, kisses Julia. Plot twist, Julia's a lesbian. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think one of the things you just talked about, time difference, I think that the other thing too is this helps us understand the, the time jump between yeah. season four and season five because we just get, you know, we get that shot of Connor yeah. and, you know, and he's obviously grown up quite a bit. So, um, you know that helps. That helps me. I don't know if it does. It helps any other viewers, but it, it kind of helps me appreciate what the time difference has been between this. Um, so yeah, I, I did find that helpful. Yeah, I think it is. Apart from the the kind of corny dialogue, I think that um, it, it's a good twist and it's kind of it's well executed. Um, yeah, I mean, and yeah, I mean, this is certainly not as far as going to jump the shark moment, but I think there's probably quite a few people that roll their eyes when they see this, but um, yeah, I don't, I don't hate it, I certainly think it gives us a, a bit more fertile ground to cover with Julia, and you know, it's nice to take Julia in a bit of a different direction, um, so yeah, I mean, I certainly don't don't hate it, that's for sure. Well, I do. Uh, <laughs> can I just point this out? I, I start off by saying I like Portia de Rossi. I think she's a great actress, and we're going to get some great stuff with her. It's nothing against the character of Olivia, and obviously Eden is an incredible character. I like a lot of the storylines with Eden, even though when we get to it, I feel as though that there's going to be a lot of comparisons to, to the Ava storyline in Season 2. Um, just, you know, through his son and through her son and everything along those lines. I just think it's so cheap. It's just like a, 
you know, going back to last episode when they're like, oh, that's the kind of crazy stuff you do in the fifth season. It's like, let's make someone just gay. Like, they always sort of, like, do this kind of, like, I remember Friends got, you know, when they had an episode with Rachel Kiss Winona Ryder, they were all like, oh, that's purely just for, you know, uh, ratings because it's falling a little bit. So let's go for something a little bit outlandish and unexpected. And, like, if they had have kept this where Julia stayed, and, like, spoiler alert here, stayed a lesbian for the rest of this and it was kind of a big thing, then I'd be fine with it. But the fact that it's kind of this is it and there, and I'm not saying this doesn't happen in real life, I'm not trying to say anything along those lines, I just feel as though it's just, it comes out of nowhere and it's just, it's just a lazy plot device. Let's make her a lesbian to cause conflict and do all this sort of stuff. And I'll talk a little bit more about that when it comes to some of the Christian stuff next episode. And then ultimately her and Christian, when that kind of moves on a little bit more later this season, and just, I don't know. I've just, I just was never a fan of it. I like some of the side stuff with it, as I said, with Olivia and Eden, but I just, I just don't like it. And I don't think they have chemistry. I, I'm sorry. I just, I'm like, I think it's kind of like a Sean and Kate thing. I just don't think there's chemistry there between the two of them. Yeah, I mean, I, um, I'm certainly not going to be um, strongly advocating for this. Um, you know, I think it's, I don't have the problems you have, but I also don't think it's so amazing that I want to keep watching it. You know, so yeah, I, I'm, um, I, I can totally see where you're coming with that stuff. That's for sure. Mm, yes. Anyway, this is usually the case where I should be excited for a lesbian storyline, but um, you know, <laughs> clearly not. Speaking of no uh, chemistry, Kate and Sean are here. Um, and <laughs> Kate's there for a professional call. She, we find out that she used to be, uh, a lot bigger than she was. She's lost a lot of weight and she's here to essentially get some sort of excess skin, uh, removed. Um, we have some weird music as she strips and kind of, I love Sean's look on his face. Um, and then straight away into surgery because again, you know, just boom, why, they've got nothing else to do. I just love how Sean finds a time to do all these like major surgeries and just act at the same time. Like, again, the time frame nip tuck just is a bit skew if. Um, what is the song? It's like Can't Stand Losing You by the Police or Sting or whatever it is playing as she's getting all chopped up. And then, um, we get Christian bringing in his soft porn magazine. Uh, <laughs> which I think is funny that Christian thinks this is going to be, you know, a big thing. And in all fairness, it does. He gets a lot of walk-ins and book solid for the next few months. It's worked. But sadly for Christian, he obviously <laughs> thought he was going to get laid in this. And clearly, I just, I, the one thing, I think it's funny kind of how these backlashes on Christian. But like, does he, is he not smart enough to realize that kind of naked men magazines are really for the gay market? I'm not saying that women don't buy them. Um, but it, that's like saying that like, you know, obviously I'm sure, uh, gay women buy naked women magazines, but they're clearly directed at men. So, um, how did Christian not realize that him being nude in a gay magazine, in a magazine, he's not going to bring in a lot of gay clientele? Yeah, it's pretty funny. And some of these um these patients yeah. that walk in there, they're pretty hilarious too. Like I like the one that's like, oh, you know, that that you're si- I'm sitting here and you're sitting all the way over there, you know, like it is it's so funny, eh? Like it's it is really, really good. Um and then something about, you know, like I'm I'm not a dermatologist, so I don't do full body checks and you know, like it's like, yeah, it is so funny. Um yeah, yeah. I just, I just want to go back and and, and make a point about the, the song choice here because I think again it's just another one of these. Um, you know, I think Niptuck's kind of lost their mojo a little bit when it comes to song choice because all the songs are now like very literal. You know, like relate to the scene that's happening. You know, I can't stand losing you because he's chopping bits off her, and you know, like oh yeah, that you know, season one and two we had some awesome music choices and they were quite subtle. 
and now we don't have any of that. It's it's a little bit disappointing, but um, I guess it's just a it's just a minor gripe. Um, not, you know, I still like the song. Don't get me wrong, but um, it's a shame we've kind of lost that subtle art of matching a nice song to the music. It's just all has to be very very blatant now. Which I don't mind as much. I think like I get your point, but it is, sometimes I honestly think it's fine. I mean, this one kind of I just love the fact that you see the amount of skin and everything that's getting ripped off her. And the fact in, what, 10 minutes' time, she's going to be ready to go to the People's Choice Awards. Like, I mean, like, Jesus Christ. Um, there's not, yeah, you know, yeah. what was that thing they said about, like, two episodes ago or an episode ago about, like, oh, you know, her entire face was recovered in three days. It's so unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I love the bit where, like, one of my favourite ones of all those sort of the gay clientele that come in is that one who just sits there and kind of, like, winks and kisses at Christian. <laughs> it's yeah, yeah. so funny. And then, like, obviously he has a conversation uh, with Fiona about sort of, you know, this and we're learning about the gay mafia, um, <laughs> you know, how powerful they are. But then uh, Christian is disappointed because Sean has been already nominated for one of the 50 most eligible bachelors for People magazine. Like, he's been on this show for how many episodes? How desperate a People magazine to quickly fill in someone, you know? <laughs> like, I'm assuming they would have a bunch of people already to go there. Um, so yeah, straight away, Christian ends up doing the follow up for Kate because Sean's too busy off getting photographed for this People magazine. And essentially, Christian just makes his move in on Kate and ends up swindling a, uh, invitation to the, um, the People's Choice Awards. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know, I'm just kind of just lumping this quickly here, but I mean, Sean, really, People magazine, top 50 bachelors that quickly? <laughs> well, like I say, Hearts and Scalpels is obviously a massive show. We just don't appreciate just how big the audience is for the show. It looks like complete shit to me, but um, you know, it's it's obviously um, got a massive following, so you know, it's, it's bumped his bumped his um, his reputation up very very quickly. Now we get um, a great little fight between Christian and Sean here. I do like just you know this conflict between them. This is something that I actually really do enjoy, sort of in this episode, and kind of just them back and forthing, and they're fighting over. The, um, the yo play in the fridge, um, and everything along those lines. Uh, we also obviously get sort of a bit in here between when, uh, Marilyn, one of the Marilyns is trying to kill herself with sleeping pills because she's trying to be the best Marilyn, I guess, going out like the real Marilyn Monroe, which is kind of interesting that they just got to jell over the fact that this woman kind of tries to kill herself and then, what, 10 minutes later again, she's out in the street. So, um, you know, just a few things they quickly gel over. And, um, I do love the sort of the fight over the yo play and then, uh, Julia just walks in. Um, and then we ha- hear again just the over the topness. Oh, Ollie. Oh, Ollie's a very Arac, uh, what is it, like a rich name or something? What is he rich? And then in comes, um, Olivia, uh, extremely rich. And it's Olivia. And we're going to get that sort of that music of like, yow, wow, like, you know, she's a lesbian. Um, and I just, I, I do just lump in the bar scene here. Cause one thing I do actually like about this, I love Christian's face, just watching Olivia as they're playing pool. Uh, and just special note, two Australian actors right there acting. It's fantastic. Both, yeah, uh, yeah. Portia de Rossi and, uh, Julie McMahon. But I just, I love Christian's facial expression as he's trying to like chat up, um, uh, Olivia. And then, um, Sean, typical Sean, who, you know, when we've seen it so many times when he, like, finds out that Julie's done something, he goes over the top with his questions, and he's just, you know, like, oh, has there, did you ever have any other experiences? Did you fantasize about sleeping with women when we made love? Uh, things all screwing you and things like that. 
Um, and then obviously they ultimately leave. They're going to have dinner before they go. And it leads to a kind of a cute little funny scene between Christian and Sean when they're like, what is they? Don't call her a dyke, a beaver bumper, a muff diver, a uh, carpet munching. <laughs> Like, and what does Sean say? My wife went from dwarf humping to carpet munching. Um, yeah, so, that's, a, that's a good line now. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. it's a bit too kind of gel over there. Kind of, I've lumped a bunch of scenes in there. But, I mean, there's some fun stuff in here. But, again, just so much is happening in this episode. And the tone changes so quickly. Yeah. So, I think um, a few things there is I wonder if we've missed something in terms of the, the fighting over the yoga. It seems like a weird thing to kind of, like put in the scene put in the episode twice like why is that the thing that they do it is, yeah, it is it is quite strange but um yeah i i, I don't really understand if, if there's something there that, that we're not getting but yeah i think this bar scene is a lot of fun um i've you know i, I always think a, a woman playing pool is uh is a particularly nice thing to watch um but yeah there's there's some some quite cool like i like you know you, you get the scene between kind of sean and, and olivia and then i like the way they kind of transition over to sean and, and julia it's kind of like this it's just a zoom out and then there in the shot. Yeah. It's quite a cool um, little camera trick there. That It's not something you see on the show very often. It's a pretty traditional way of cutting between scenes. And I do like how they do that. It's just something a, a little bit different. Um, yeah, I think, you know, for, for sure, this would be um, something of a, of a shock. I mean, anybody who's um, who's been through something like this, you know, where they've got an ex or something that then um, turns gay, that's, you know, there's probably a lot of in- introspective questions. And, and Sean is definitely an introspective type of character. So, um, this is definitely something that, um, while he's kind of playing it cool, I think, you know, it's something that would bother him a little bit. So, yeah, and I, I do love that you could take this down a very serious road where, you know, Sean's really doubting himself. And, and I'm I'm glad we've got Christian here to kind of break that tension. Um, and, you know, Christian just keeps it light. And so it, it just becomes a bit of a joke between these two guys as opposed to something serious. So, yeah, I think, I think it is. I think, you know, even if you don't love the storyline, what it sounds like you don't, I think it is well played here. I think that um, they get the tone right for, you know, kind of breaking this, this big story on us. Yeah, no, I agree. I think it's, it is a fun scene to kind of have it and just, just their re- ultimate reaction. I think they have with each other is just kind yeah. of funny, kind of after, you know, a bit of conflict to kind of have them there. And yes. yeah, it probably is like a deleted yogurt scene or something like that. <laughs> like, you know, the yeah, yeah. battle of the yogurt. Just, just, just one thing before we kind of move on from this as well, as I think um, it's probably quite important to make the note that, um, you know, um, Julia is very explicit about, you know, it's, I don't know if this is about being gay or not, or if this is just, you know, uh, this is just a person that I've fallen for and, you know, didn't, the agenda didn't really matter to me. It was just that they were the right person. Um, and I think that that's, that's quite an interesting way to spin it. And, um, you know, in the back of my mind, I'm always thinking that Ryan Murphy himself is gay. And, and, you know, I think that that's, you know, he's probably got some similar stories or people he knows that have kind of been through something like this. And so this feels like it maybe is coming from a place of, um, experience, not maybe not him personally, mm. but, you know, from, from people he might know so for me i think that 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 puts an interesting spin on it that you know julia's and you know we kind of get the the great line in the in the next episode i think it is about you know she's um she's um just visiting lesbania she's not there for good um and you know and i quite like that i think that, that that's quite fun um so so yeah i think that there is um there's lots to unpack here and um yeah, I, I do like how it is handled. 
I agree. And I think Ryan Murphy has a history of doing that a lot in his shows. I mean, I know there was definitely a storyline in Popular that was kind of very similar where one of the girls thought she was gay, but then it was a case of, you know, well, it's not necessarily putting a label on it just because I'm attracted to another girl. Uh, definitely a lot of that happening in Glee, um, you know, and yeah. Yeah, and I think that's really a societal thing that, you know, like I think uh, Western society is pretty much you're one or the other and um, if you kind of fall anywhere in between, then then that's strange. But I think, you know, somebody who is gay or, or you know, or isn't entirely sure themselves is that, you know, that there is there is shades of it, like yeah, there are shades agree. of just about any other type of thing. And so I think that, that it's interesting to kind of look at that. Um, it, it's not something that gets explored on, on TV very often. It's certainly not something I've seen just, you know, kind especially and again i think it's something that we may have forgotten um and something we talked about a lot in the first couple of seasons is that this show is quite progressive it's talking about things that um you know suddenly you know 10 years later are, are, are kind of topical issues now and you know i think you know in those first couple of seasons that you know kind of um gender reassignment and transsexual you know that was that was something that was you know not talked about in common culture but nip tuck were talking about it and Again, here, I think this is a more subtle way of doing it. I don't think this is, um, you know, the, the same type of thing, but I think it's another example of that, that they're talking about things that maybe we talk about a lot more now, 10 years later. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. Um, Sean is over at Kate's house. Uh, she's expecting Christian, of course, but uh, Sean's there to apologise. Eventually, uh, they're trying to go to the People's Choice Awards, and she's, of course, completely fine. No scars, no bruising, no anything. Uh, she can wear a skimpy dress and be fine with it and still want to be photographed by the world's media. Completely makes sense. Um, and ba- basically, no, she wants to stay in. She's gone from being just friends who make out to let's fuck. Um, so, why not, Kate? Why not? I'm like, you know, fair enough. She's like, oh, I'm sick of actors, like, you know, um, fighting over each other for pointless awards. But... Can we just, like, establish that this actually happened? Like, let's imagine that, uh, I don't know, Margot Robbie, the Oscars this year, randomly was like, no, I'm going to stay in and bone someone. Are the press not going to go crazy? Like, why didn't she show up? Like, where is she? Like, you know, the tabloids are going to go crazy. So I love how they can just make this decision. Like, let's order out and watch old movies. Or that, you know, like, you did did get that thing this year of um, what's the name of the guy that was in The Shape of Water who... um, didn't turn up to the Oscars, and then later it was found out somebody was videoing him. He was in some dive bar in Chicago or something, <laughs> watching the ceremony from there. So it's quite funny. But you know, I think somebody, um, you know, yeah, there would be questions about why that person's not there if you're expecting them to be there. Um, and I do love that there's kind of there's no subtlety here. It's not even like you know we're going to Netflix and chill. They, they literally like shut the door and walk up the stairs. You know, like we're clearly just going to go and bone. It's, yeah, it's a, there's not a lot of subtlety in, in what they're saying there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I do like uh, kind of this scene here where we get Christian sort of, uh, you know, outside the Chinese theatre and uh, we get Fat Elvis. Um, and then we see the... I thought, I thought that, was our, that was our director um, for a minute there. It looked like the same guy. No, not quite. Um, but uh, both the Marylands are there. They're working together now. Um, and just before I get to the last thing, I will say, like, we talked a lot about Miami and kind of not really utilizing the location. Oh, here's a random car with a Florida number plate. Like, you just, you lost track after a while that where they were, but it, like, at least, you know, we know that Nip Tuck was always filmed in Hollywood, but the fact now that they can actually implement these locations is great. So I love the fact that, you know, this is an actual real world location that they've gone out and filmed on. You know, we had that, the Hollywood sign at the end of the season four finale, things like that. I really appreciate that they can actually do that. Um, and yeah, so basically this basically ends with Christian having a threesome with both of the Marylands. 
Um, and they're both singing to him, boop, boop, dee doop. But it's kind of a cringeworthy scene in some aspects, but like, it's also kind of really randomly tense. Just the way they zoom in on Christian's face at the end. Like, you just kind of hold this shot of it zooming in closer and closer to just this deadpan look on Christian's face, you know, like when he says, make me a star or make me feel like a star. Like, it's, it's a very interesting way to end it. Like, I don't know if you ever watched the show Damages, but, um, I, I really liked the ending of that because all they did with the ending of that sort of is they had this really, you know, intense zoom close up on Glenn Close's character's face, which lasted for so, like, it's one of those scenes where it's like, okay, end now, end now. This should be ending now. Like, it's just too long. But but it also it's effective. Um, and this one kind of works that way slightly. I, like, I don't know how you feel about it, but it's kind of a, it's a weird way to end this episode. Yeah, I think it's, um, you know, Christian's got that, well, you know, um, Julian McMahon actually, you know, has got that real intense look on his face when he's doing that kind of serious moment. So um, it, it doesn't quite feel right, I have to say. There's just something about it. It doesn't feel like the, the kind of right just the look on his face isn't quite right. Like the rest of the scene, I'm totally fine with, but that little bit just, yeah, for, something about it just doesn't quite fit. Um, it's, it's, and it's a random way to end the episode too. It just kind of, you're like, Oh shit, the episode's over. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's again, I don't hate it, but it's, it, it does feel a little bit out of place. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but that's the episode. That's it for Joyce and Sharon Munro. Uh, what are we doing with this one? Nick, are we buying, renting or binning? Well, I think for me, it's you know we're, we're trying to re reset the um, the expectations here a little bit too because I think you know are we just going to let some of these what I because to me this is a mediocre episode and um, you know are we just going to let it go um, because you know season five season six there's not going to be a lot of fantastic episodes so do we let one like this slide by as a, as a buy or you know is this a rent and so I kind of had to think pretty carefully it's definitely not a bin for me um but you know when i'm thinking about it it's it's a perfectly serviceable episode um doesn't move the storyline along i mean you get the julia stuff um but overall i mean it's to me i think it's a rent it's not and it's not a terrible one you know but yeah i mean it's it's not great either so it's just right there in the middle it's just a very standard mediocre episode of nip tuck and so i think that that makes it a bin uh, sorry uh, not a bin uh, a rent it's definitely a rent i was about to say uh, you just kind of went all bipolar there you kind of pulled a kate uh, you know one minute you're happy <laughs> yeah. next night uh so i am on what a streak of 15 16 18 bites uh, the last time I did anything but a buy, I'd been two in a row back in season three of episode 12 and 13. I bought two before that. I've been two. So I haven't rented an episode since the seventh episode of season three, Ben White. Um, and today, ladies and gentlemen, I'm breaking my buy at streak. I'm going to rent this one. Um, I just think, yeah, it's, it does not fall into the category close to being a buy for me. It's kind of a lower tier rent for me as well. Like it's not a bin it. It's just, there's just too much going on, and I just think there's just stuff that's there that, you know, like I'm just the way the over the top nature of trying to reveal that Julia's gay, and then, you know, just kind of some of the other things that work with it, it just doesn't work for me. But I mean, there is some stuff in here that is still kind of, you know, entertaining enough. Like, as we said, the bar scene, um, you know, I, I like the photo shoot scene, I like the Christian and Sean bit where they're kind of going back and forth with each other. Um, but yeah, I don't know. To me, there's just nothing standing out in this one to, to want to buy it. So, uh, my streak is over. I'm back into the yellows. Um, but you know, I guess we had to get there eventually, right? So, um, yeah, there we go. Probably you've gone a lot further than, than, um, 
than people expected, you know. The, it's been a really long streak and an unexpected one. Um, but, yeah, you're right. It was going to end at some point. And, and um, you know, we've talked a lot of, a lot of um, you know, in worried tones about where we might be going over the next two seasons. And, you know, I don't think that a um, kind of medium or maybe even lower tier rent is necessarily a terrible thing you know we're not going to have all knock it out of the park episodes and um it's not a bin either so you know i don't think we need to be too down on ourselves for for not giving it a buy i've put it at 46th overall out of 61 episodes as well so um i've put it there so there you go it's been a long time since we've had one that low but uh Things have got to come to an end eventually. Uh, we'll be back next week, of course, so for the next episode of Nip Tuck. And that episode, of course, is called Everett Poe. Um, we have a very strange looking man at the beginning. Um, we get more of Annie, which is great. Um, we get more of, um, Kate in lots of ways. She definitely lets herself go in the next episode. Um, we get Matt. Literally. Matt's back, which is great. But we also get to meet one of my favourite sort of characters who is, um, for many reasons, uh, not just the obvious ones, uh, we get to meet Eden in our next episode, which, uh, you know, for all its uh, interesting moments with the whole Julia is a lesbian storyline and a lot of comparisons, I think, to kind of Ava's storyline in season two, I think there's a lot of fun stuff to be had with Eden uh, in the coming episodes. So, uh, yeah, Everett Poe. Yes, no, it's a good one. Um, all I've got to say about it is um, shitting in a spa pool. That's, that's all I think I need to say. <laughs> uh, so if you want to shit in a spa pool and tell us all about it, you can uh, message <laughs> us, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, subscribe, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, all the regular places. Please leave us some feedback. We'd appreciate to hear from you what you think of the show. And uh, by all means, we hope you will tune in next week for more Nip Tuck goodness. My name is Ben, and uh, when can I get out of here and show off my new tits? And I'm Nick, and you're right, I'm an asshole. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.